When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why did Pugba leave Juventus? Is it A, to dab with Lingard? B, the weather? C, money is good? D, all of the above? <laughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. I am Daniel Taluk. I am Hop Hope. And we do this every Tuesday. If you guys don't already know, follow us on Twitter, follow us on SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, Match.com, MySpace, Singles.com. I can't think of any. <laughs> I can't. Think, I was trying to think of some real things. Onkeeper.com. Follow us on over all, all those all those apps, man. We're all we're all there. We're everywhere, man. We're we're like we're like a freaking golden spider, man. We've got tentacles in every single orifice. Well. <laughs> if, if you guys want to want to be kind to us you can uh, leave us a five-star review on Only the itunes store that's in a five-star review you can literally piss off so there you go all right and you guys know you're gonna like the show already so you might as well just go ahead and hit the hearts if you're on soundcloud that helps us out a lot um is there anything i'm missing double h hmm? is there anything i'm missing um i don't think so no 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 no, no. You're, you're missing one thing share it's only takes one second all you have to do is just share because mm-hmm. it, even you know, on facebook or twitter it literally takes two seconds you click the share button share on your twitter share on your facebook introduce a new friend that is the the aim for everybody this week is introduce at least two new friends to talk and tactics that is word of mouth word of mouth <laughs> word of mouth um warm. if you like it share it and you know, if if you know anybody who likes football, who likes you know, intelligent football discussions, sometimes not so much intelligent, but mostly intelligent football discussion. Oh, you know, share it, yeah. like it, and help us grow. Become a part of the talking tactics community, as it were, and yeah. uh, you know, expand us, help us out. With that being said, our plea to you guys: What's the first order of business? We're gonna go Mourinho. Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho, he got sent to the stands because he kicked a freaking water bottle. Normally we do questions last, but because we're going to do this question now, we might as well just give Uh this person credit for having the same idea we did. All right. This guy's name is Nawaf at F-S-S Nawaf. Nawaf. I don't understand why people don't use their real names. I've had this great episode. Okay, people aren't as mature and as cool as you, Daniel. Hi, look. See, look. I, I just don't speak these languages. But anyway, at Talking Tactics, do you guys think Mourinho is losing it? Or is he just incredibly unlucky this season? I'll leave the floor to you while I look up something. But uh, what do you think? You think this is just unlucky or is Mourinho losing grip after what we've seen for the past maybe 14 months, including his... Uh, I think, you know, I'll take the very stupid diplomatic answer and say it's a combination of the two. They have played very well in their last three league games and they have been unlucky based on how well they have played 
and the chances that they've created and how much they've dominated those games, they have deserved to win those games. But at the same time, I do believe it's also a little bit of an element of Mourinho losing it. Ibrahimovic has no business being on that pitch. Mkhitaryan should be a starter. There is no reason why Mkhitaryan isn't starting on the pitch. Mm. So for those two things of how you've hardly played Mkhitaryan and you are keep on... Um, and Martial gets, what, three, four minutes and then that's it. So you're, you're not playing your best team. You're not playing your best team. Your, your best team has to, has to have Martial, Rashford and Mkhitaryan on that pitch. Mm. So... Uh, while Double H was giving us his expertise, I was looking at uh, United's record. Hmm. They they won their first three games, all right, and then they lost to City. They lost to Watford. But since they haven't been horrible, they just haven't been winning. So they drew with Stoke. Well, but Daniel, it's all about winning, man. I'm sorry. I know, but the, their only bad, the only really really horrible result is four nil at Stamford Bridge. Um, it's not funny. Um, <laughs> One one Stoke. That was an incredible goalkeeping performance. Um, to get a nil nil draw at Anfield, I mean, you might say maybe they could do better, but Liverpool are one of the best teams in the league so far. Burnley zero zero at Old Trafford. I think they had what was it? Goalkeeper again, yeah, and thirty seven shots on target. <laughs> oh, no 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 no. I think it was it seventeen shots on. T- it might have been eleven. <laughs> It's but, Daniel, come on. It can't be 37 shots on target. Are you crazy? No, no, no. Yeah, it, it was 37 shots in general. And no, no, yeah, yeah, but it's not on target. Yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I caught myself. Then they beat Swansea away. Okay. And then they drew with Arsenal, who haven't lost in, I think, 19 or 20 games. You have to just bring out that tactic, didn't you? I told you not to bring that tactic up before the show, but you just have to. <laughs> There you go, Arsenal It's a fan. cool stat. It's a cool stat. No, it's, yeah, it's okay. No, fair enough. Okay, when when they win the the, the title, call me. Call yeah, me. but like that's not a horrible result. Drawing with Arsenal at home. That's a bad result to not you think? be. Yes, it's a bad result. First, because remember, Mourinho is a guy who says, "Okay, away it's a from bad result in context. It's a bad result in context, yeah, given no, that you haven't beaten you... Burnley, you didn't beat Stoke." Anyway, no, Mourinho is a guy that says, "Away from home against our rivals, we'll take a point." But mm-hmm. at home, against our rivals, we're looking for the win. We're looking for the win against our rivals at home. And you could see that based on how well they played that game, Arsenal had, I think they had two shots on target. That's it. And they had like two shots on target. Arsenal were garbage in that game. Complete garbage. And who made them look like garbage? It was United. That's what I'm saying. United, they didn't play horribly. Arsenal were lucky to get that point. You know, it was yeah. just one really good action from Chamberlain across in the box and Giroud scores. But it's not like Arsenal played them off the pitch for No, 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 no. But I said, that, like, I said Arsenal away, where crap. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Arsenal, no, no, but based on how so bad it, Arsenal were. It's more unlucky than Mourinho losing his touch. Um, no, but at the, at the same time, why isn't Mkhitaryan on, on the pitch? Okay, yeah. fair enough. In that match, you could say it's unlucky, but that's just that, that one match against Arsenal, fair enough, fine. Um, Ibrahimovic shouldn't have been playing in the other two matches against Burnley and against um, West Ham. Am I right in thinking that Mourinho, maybe you have a better grasp on this than me because I'm not the biggest Spanish football nerd, mm. but didn't Mourinho do something similar with uh, Luka Modric that he's doing with Mkhitaryan, that he just didn't play him for a while and then eventually he put him in? No, not to this extent. I think, no, what's, this is unprecedented because you bought 
one of the best players from a certain team. You brought him in and you've hardly played him. You know, it's, I don't think it was to this extent. As in, McTurn has hardly played. Hardly played. Like, he just played bits and bobs here and there. So that's why the very fact that the March thing hasn't even been brought up on Twitter or on Facebook shows that this is an isolated incident as to Gaza saying, hey, what's going on? This was one of the best players at Dortmund. You've not been looking too good, playing so well. Why wouldn't you put in one of your main transfers into games that obviously you're struggling to win? Like, if it's 0-0, 50 minutes to go, why don't you put on Mkhitaryan? Especially because he played so well against Feyenoord in, in the Europa League. And Look, he, he doesn't even get the start. Like, what do you have to do in order Daniel, to get this, this in the game? This is the same Mourinho that's loaned out Moses. This is the same Mourinho that's... Um, <laughs> uh, Ryan. This is the same Mourinho that discarded... And what, what was his face? Um, Andre Schoeller. He so, still won the league that season, though. Like, this is a bit different. Well, what will happen the season after? Mutiny? At best... Relegation. <laughs> Relegation, Division One, Championship, maybe. maybe. Um, so he's not going to get like it's so much banner. I'm hearing. Oh yeah, he got charged. Well, what what happened was I think he got a suspended sentence almost. So his last thing that happened, I think, with Chelsea. Do you remember when he missed the Stoke game last season? He got a suspended sentence. So basically, if you do anything else, you get like a hundred thousand pound fine. And uh, you get a six-match stadium ban. So I think that might get kicked in because he he kicked the water bottle. No, no, but but, but Daniel, let's be real here. Should you be sent to the stands because based on your anger of a decision, you you kick a water bottle? How can you get, get sent to the stands for that? How? If it's an isolated incident, then no. If, you should, if, oh no, Daniel, that come on. You can't no 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 don't go down that way of thinking, Daniel. Come on. No way, I was gonna give you their argument first, double H. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say if it's an isolated incident, so if Klopp or Kante or even Wenger who slams water bottles all the time, if he does that in that one isolated incident, then I'm sure he'd get away with it. But when you show up the referee over and over and over and you go into press conferences over and over and over, whether justified or not, because most of the times when Mourinho calls out a referee, it's either legitimate or bordering on legitimate to where I think it's reasonable. Most of the times when he calls out a ref, there's reason, or at least I can see why he would do it, right? It's never outlandish, at least in my opinion, right? But when you do it over and over habitually, I'm sure the FA, they're just sick of it. So you become a repeat offender. It's like three strikes, you're out, you know? The, the first time might not be that bad, but once you get up into six, seven, eight times, then we start to, uh, to kind of treat you differently, which, no, it isn't fair. Um, yes, it takes out passion of the game. I see tweets that if Conte or Klopp had done the same thing, it's seen as passion. When, when Mourinho do it, he's trying to, you know, usurp the authority of the referees and he's a disgrace to the game and all this kind of stuff. I think that goes a little bit over the top, but... I can see how the FA could reach that conclusion, but I can, I'm also in the camp that says it's, it's nonsense and they should just let him express himself the way he wants to. He's not smacking people or, you know, Eric Cantona jumping in the crowd or smacking the fourth official or anything crazy like that. He's just displaying his passion in a way that, you know, Marino's done his whole career. The very fact is that we are human beings and human beings are imperfect. We're not robots. And the very fact is that whenever Mourinho will now do something, now from henceforth, 
it will be looked at differently than if any other manager does it. So based on all of the stuff that you've said, everything, it has all mounted up to now. Anytime you now step out of line, people will view. Because now all referees will obviously be doing the, oh, gosh, it's this Mourinho guy. I'll be watching. <laughs> Whereas like, if it's any other manager, it'll be like, okay, oh, wow, you went angry. Okay, you got angry. Oh, just this is weird. I just don't normally see this. So because you're not expecting. So Mourinho, you're... And the, the, the thing is that you're a leader of men. You are the guy who is like the godfather and the overseer of this football club and on these players. If you start getting out of line, getting put out there, it does have an effect on the team, especially mm-hmm. on the younger players. You know, and the key thing, especially when you're sixth, <laughs> you need mm-hmm. focus. All right. Does it make it worse that he was wrong, that it was a clear dive? <laughs> but I think... <laughs> like, is, it was such a blatant dive from Pogba. Was like, at first, I was like, oh, that's a foul. Then when I looked at it, it was a 1,000% dive, man. <laughs> so then it's like, read your band. <laughs> You're losing it. But, okay. yeah, no, no, but, no, but, but, but come on. From Mourinho's point of view, from where right. Mourinho was, was, was viewing it, it looked Mourinho like... Mourinho doesn't get 6,000 slow-motion replays in high definition. Yeah. Like, he gets to see it once. And in real time, it, 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 it does kind of look like the defender could have kicked out and then Pogba's reaction was legitimate. And to be fair, I think Pogba was expecting contact, but then mm. the contact never came. So he, would, he looked more acting than maybe what it would have been. I, like, I, Pogba, I, mean, I think that's the thing. He should have just left his leg there and you would have gotten the, the, the foul. Right, you didn't have to jump and make yeah, it more just, theatrical just, than it had to be. You know? Yeah. So, uh, oh, do you have another point? Oh, no, 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 Miss. No, my final point is that um, I am very, very concerned about my boy. That's, that's, that's it. I'm, just, I'm, I'm very concerned, you know, um, extremely concerned, in fact. I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> how, how worried? How, like, very worried. Uh, in your Hangouts, which, by the way, people want to be longer. Thought I should probably add it. Look, in. man. Okay, I. I Somebody got said that. Uh, you, oh, go ahead. If you want. No, no, to because to I go back. No, no, no. Normally they're always an hour, but I go back from the office late. But um, I will definitely endeavor to be um every Sunday for those hangouts to be the the the, the, the full hour. Because I, I told you this was I told the guys that look, man, is that I'll, I'll, I'll probably leave, leave leave that till the end. Just basically talking about this this whole work that I'm doing. And what really matters, but I'll probably leave that towards, towards the end to remind me. Um, okay, keep 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 going, keep going. Oh, ha, ha, are you gonna make the Yukubu video? <laughs> just just quickly, or are, are you not gonna discuss this? <laughs> ah, okay. Um, which which is more surprising, the fact that Mcterian isn't playing? Or that Mourinho's named Juan Mata as his captain. I put the game on late, so I didn't. I didn't see the lineups. Mm. I didn't see anything, and then I saw Juan Mata with the uh, the kind of rainbow armband for LGBT. You know, yeah, LGBT. LGBT. Q A B C D. Danny T. Don't. There's just a bunch don't. of letters at the end. I'm not trying to be just. <laughs> don't. It's the LGBT. Let's. Respect. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Anyway, and I thought maybe everyone was wearing the armband, so I wasn't sure when I saw Mata on TV. But he's made him captain after basically getting rid of Chelsea's two-time defending player of the year, like, what, three years ago? No, look, 
basically, I think like basically, I think Mourinho is actually getting trolled because first of all, you look look at what Moses is doing at Chelsea. <laughs> look at what De Bruyne is doing for for Belgium and for Man City. And Juan Mata, this is a dude that you've tried to expunge, put out. And how many times has Mata scored crucial goals for Man United? He's getting trolled. <laughs> Mourinho is getting trolled. So, um, and now to the point where he's now made Mata captain. So. <laughs> the only thing he's doing is, I mean, Jose, man, jeez, I mean, this is he. He, he, he needs an intervention. I feel no, no, like no, no. He, he's taking a lot of L's. He's taking a lot of L's, man, mm. for reals. So, what's next? What do you want to go into next? Well, look, man, let's look, look, look at the rundown, man. Steven Gerrard, man. So, um, I'm not sure what. I'm not sure exactly the day Gerrard retired. It might have been the Tuesday we released last week's show. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. It was a pretty good episode, I thought. Um, so it might have been Tuesday or Wednesday, but uh, Steven Jarrah was at LA Galaxy, and uh, they announced that he wouldn't be renewing his contract. People thought maybe he's going to go to Celtic with Brendan Rodgers and win his first league title in uh, in Scotland. That didn't happen. Um, some people suggested that he was going to take over MK Dons as manager. Maybe that happens, but it hasn't yet. And I think Liverpool fans were kind of hoping that um, he would, you know, go back to Anfield and either become a coach or player coach or maybe just even play again for a side that looks like maybe they have potential to win the league. But he decided to retire, um, and you saw a lot of fans who, over the course of you know a few years or not even a few, like two decades, who have been hypercritical and judgmental of Gerard and his career finally coming out and showing the love that maybe he just, he's deserved the whole time. And I didn't tweet anything because I was one of those people who was like super critical of Gerard, like how you haven't won a, you haven't won a Premier League. John, John O'Neill has two and you don't even have one. Wait, what's that supposed to mean? Why, why use it in like John's name in vain like, like, like that? That's very rude. Well, because I'm a Chelsea fan, so it's just funny when one of our midfielders has two and Gerard doesn't have one. You know what I mean? So and so, I, I didn't want to come out and be like, oh, uh, Gerard, you're one of the greatest in this and that, because I don't believe it. But I think it's a cheap way for people to like get retweets or whatever, just like after the fact. But I do think if you look at it in the Premier League era, Skulls, Lampard, and Gerard, I mean, they're always going to be together. In terms of just English central midfielders, I think those are the the three amigos, three musketeers, you know, the creme de la creme, so to speak. So I, I, Gerard, he had a, a decent career, but I, I don't know exactly how to rate him without having won a league title. My thing with Gerard, I mean, it, it's simple. Um, Liverpool legend, international flop. That's how they... Just, they... just international? Not did did he flop the Premier League? No, look, look. At the end of the day, yes, he didn't win the Premier League. But at the end of the day, I mean, he has gotten as one of Liverpool. How many great players haven't won the Premier League? Um, no, th- can, can you think of how many Premier League legends, like certified Premier League legends, haven't won the Premier League? I can think of maybe three: Paulo De Canio, Gianfranco Zola, and Gerard. Oh man, Zola, man, man, Zola deserved a, a Premier League man. Um, yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah, twenty yeah. seasons, did he? He came to the Premier League when he was like thirty something. <laughs> it's not fair, is it? Like no, 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 but, no, but still, at the end, of, no, at the end of the day, I go via what you have done for the team. Yes, not winning the, the Premier League is definitely an indictment, and really, it's 
sets you back when you now compare him with Scholes and Lampard, who have won league tie titles. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's definitely an interesting look. I've never viewed Jared as a legend. I never have. I've never viewed Jared as great. I've said that he's overrated. I said because um, my main thing Liverpool is Liverpool fans aren't gonna like us, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, Liverpool fans. Yeah, yeah, to be real. There. Yes, he did great things for Liverpool. But you know what, that Danny man. You say he didn't win the, the, the Premier League, Champions he, League, man. Champions League. That's true. I mean, scoring in the Champions League final, you know, leading the comeback, that's real, man. That's real. Okay, but if you want to compare him with the other two, they've done the same. So oh, yeah, it, 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 it comes down to what have you done in the league? No, no, look, I mean, yeah, I, like, basically, Gerard not winning a league title is bad. Flopping, like a flip-flop flopper for England also bad as well. So you can also you look, say Lampard and Scholes did the same thing, but go ahead. No, it's true. No, but we know, we know what really annoys me is that whenever someone re- retires, people... There's like some love fest. Like people yeah, forget like, all the slander like, that they had for the past 20 years. Like, like, so wait a minute, no. Just tell the truth. Like, it's not like if someone, like, basically, don't speak ill of the dead. If someone dies, even if they've done the worst things, just keep it be quiet. Yeah, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, right? But if somebody has retired from bloody fishnet ball, trying to get a ball inside a damn fishnet, my lord, I mean, my right to see the good and the bad. But for some reason, like, people, there's, like, this kind of thing of, like, oh, my gosh, he's retired. How could you say such thing? No, F you, man. Like, no, this guy did good stuff, but I'm sorry. He wasn't as great as people made him ask to be. No, but, uh, okay, so, Francis, if Mourinho retired, like, tomorrow... Mm. All the people who've been slandering him, if if it was clear that Mourinho wasn't coming back, wasn't going to manage Portugal, wasn't going to do anything, he was just, look, I'm finished with football. I've done everything I need to do. I've proven myself at the highest levels. I'm done, right? So it was clear he wasn't coming back in any capacity. Hmm. You'd get people, oh, Mourinho, he won such and such. He won, what, two Champions Leagues, seven or eight league titles or whatever it is. You'd have hmm. all these same people who've been slandering him for the past 15 years. Just coming out of what works. Uh, he was a great manager. Maybe only Ferguson's better in the modern era. Rah, rah, rah. It's just what people do because one, it's an easy way to get your name out there, retweets, etc. Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because people who are looking for that information want to. No, they want out. the good stuff. The one stuff that make. No, I, I was just, they, they want to find other people who feel the same way. So if yeah, you yeah, say yeah. if you say every misery, misery loves company. It's not just misery. It's. Company loves company. Yeah, but misery loves company sounds better. So there you go. How how do we sum up Gerard's career then? Good, not great. Great, not legendary. No, no. I mean, a great servant and ambassador for Liverpool. Who did achieve? Undoubtedly, undoubtedly, he's like. No, no, no. And he achieved very. Is he even Liverpool's greatest Liverpool player though? Was... Can't be. No, no. I do for me. I believe that he's Liverpool's Daglish, one of Liverpool's best players. I mean. No, no, for me, I... Because remember, you have to first of all, you have to say about how long you've been playing for the club and how much stuff you've done. And this guy, hence I said he's not the greatest, but he's going to be put in that conversation with Ian Rush, Kenny Dalglish, John Barnes, and so forth. Mm. So, part of me is like, what were, what were you expecting him to do when half of your career you were competing with Sir Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger when he was like. On his on his shit in like the late nineties, early two thousands, right? And that then, sounds like like a, that sounds like a whole different age, man. Like late nineties, early two thousands. 
Oh, <laughs> but but that's that, that's when like uh, Arsenal were at their peak up until 2003, 2004, and then at that point you get Chelsea coming in the picture with you know uh, Roman Abramovich money, and then City come on top of that with the money from I believe Qatar. But you know cool. they they come in with their money, and Liverpool just kind of gets sandbagged. Like it was the big four at one point. It was Arsenal, Chelsea, United, and Liverpool. Those were the four teams. And then City come out of nowhere and kind of knock Liverpool off that perch. So half of me is like, what was I really expecting Steven Gerrard to do? Just compete with Ferguson, compete with Henri, Perez, uh, Burkett, what? Drogba, Lampard, Czech, Terry. And then you get the City money of Yaya Toure, Sergio Aguero, Vincent Company. Like, could one man really compete with all that? Not he really. Chance. But uh, again, yeah, I was just about to say, but he did have those chances. And no, 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 not chances. That's that was that chance. That season, two games to go. Five points clear. Three games how? to go, but whatever. It's okay, yeah. Three games to go, five points clear. How do you how how do you mess it up? How? How? You slip, boss scores, you're up by what three one? Or was it three nil against Crystal Palace? Yeah. And in nine minutes, you can see three goals, two of which to a guy called Dwight Gale. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when he was like, we don't let this fucking slip. And then he slipped. <laughs> I think, you know what, that's going to haunt him for his fucking back career, man. <laughs> daddy, no, daddy, no, that's harsh, man. That's harsh. <laughs> You, sh- you shouldn't be, be laughing as hard, man. <laughs> nah, I, 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 I refuse to join you with evil laughter. I refuse to join in. in I'm sorry. Do some respect. To <laughs> it's just the way. Guys, anybody who listens to this, I am not. I, I do not co-sign this insult and this rudeness for my poor. Okay. Look, everybody slips, man. What? Everybody slips. So, you know, look, it happens. And it was just unlucky that it happened at such a crucial moment. But everyone slips, man. I'm sorry. It's just how it happened. It was like a movie. Like, I can see the slow motion. You have Sacco passes to Gerard. He tries to trap it. And then his foot just comes out. And then... This guy from Senegal just takes it and scores. <laughs> yeah, never blah. Anyway, so yeah. Oh no, 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 but and Adisha, did you hear what? Um, did you listen to El Hedge Doof? Yeah. Oh man, you know what? I like. You know what? I, I like Doof, man. I really I respect him. Like as a as a, as a, as a fellow African man, I respect him. because you know what? Mm. With Dave, okay, people, okay, yes, he has done some silly stuff here and there, but basically, two 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 things. First thing is this is that. There's a time when I think um, Dave was playing for Rangers and um, he had like a face or confrontation with, um, I forgot, I've forgotten his name, I think Neil Lennon, on the Celtic manager. And you can see the Neil Lennon being very angry and you can see it on YouTube and you can see him mouthing the word nigger towards the youth. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. Second thing is this is that in that interview that Dave gave, I like where Dave is coming from because Dave, because I, I know exactly what that culture would have been like. And Dave was, I say, wait a minute, mm. you, 
Who cares whether you've grown up here and everything? You can't have a golden boy in a football team. Everybody should be equal. You should not have a guy who is untouchable. Everybody should have to prove them, them themselves. Now, see, what I don't agree with is that there shouldn't be golden boys. Some, some people have set themselves apart because of what they've won, what they've accomplished. Yes. They are. But, yes. But, if some, but if someone's set on a pedestal that hasn't done the, re- the requisite work to come. deserve it, that's when you get Which is where Deef was, was, was coming from. Because remember, exactly. Deef Wait a minute, what have you done? You've not done anything, you've not won a World Cup, you've not won a Euro. What have you done to deserve this place of where you are? Hmm. He was completely right. You know, it's like a guy like Pierlo. By the time Pierlo was at Juventus, you don't mess with Pierlo. (laughs) This guy has done and achieved the stuff. You don't mess... Let's see, um, post-2010 or post-2012, you don't mess with Chaffee. He, am, he has done what he has done. He don't, he don't mess with it. Am I right in thinking that Bastian Schweinsteiger just recently retired as well? I was thinking he's another one that you don't you don't come in the team and oh yeah, you know, oh no, yeah, like how do you usurp him because he's yeah, won everything. Goes, he has earned his stripes. Yeah, okay, this guy is a Champions League winner. This guy is a World Cup w- w- winner. You know, this guy is a league winner. You don't mess. You know, those guys have earned their stripes. Jared, you not earned your stripes to be a golden boy. You were just chosen to be a golden boy. Which is different. Yeah, I just googled uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger, and Bayern president Yuli Honus mm. has hinted that Schweinsteiger could be on the verge of retirement, but encouraged the midfielder to bleed Manchester United dry until the final day of his contract. Wow, <laughs> that is G. Lad, yeah. <laughs> Look, man, he might as well man just get as much cash as he can so he can. Listen, man, if, if they've offered you, you know, a contract of five mil a year and you retire, and then they only give you two of the five. That's not smart. You might as well stay around, keep yourself in good shape. Yeah, man. And get the extra get three mil. Money. But yeah. Um, it's easy money. All, basically, all you have to do is just train a few days a week and you're earning very good money. So, look, hmm. Then you think of the farm, baby. Exactly. Because, like, once your career is over, nobody's okay. handing out those checks like that. You, <laughs> might, you might get a coaching check or he'll probably get an ambassadorial role from Bayern, but still. You're not getting three bags a year or three mil a year. Either. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, you've had a point that you have to earn your stripes. I'm not just going to give you respect. Respect is, is earned. Duke said he respected uh, Gerard's his career, but he didn't respect the man. Mm, oh, yes. So maybe there's something more to Gerard where he was a bit arrogant in that way. Where, wait, wait, have you seen like, that like, video where he, he, he beats up that guy in a club? No, nah, I haven't seen it. Basically, low look up on YouTube because basically he was basically cleared because he was this was this happened in Liverpool where I think he got angry with someone and there's CCTV footage of where he just basically beats up this guy because was, he got was, angry. Was this recently? Because I might remember a story like that. This was maybe about two or three years ago. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember this. And then and then it's, it went to court and then he got cleared and everyone said that only because it's Liverpool and it's him is why he got because like there is no way. Like on, Joey Barton did that. He's getting like he's getting raped in prison at hundred percent. So, but for Gerard, so when he said that he doesn't respect the man, Gerard may not be this nice little golden boy that people want to portray him to be. Because that guy I saw in our CCTV footage, that ain't a nice guy, <laughs> you know. So yeah, we've so. We, we, we've been pretty negative on Gerard, haven't we? So I think Liverpool fans are going to probably um, unsubscribe. I blame you. I blame you. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh like that, but it was just funny. 
Yeah. <laughs> Where do you want to go? You want to go Swansea Palace? Well, it does say child abuse. Yeah, but the question marks mean like, should we really go there? <laughs> well, I'm because yeah, because I mean, we, we we still have yeah, we still have quite a few to do. Yeah, okay, look, Swansea Palace. Um, yeah. Incredible game. By four. And of all the people to score two goals. <laughs> Lorente. <laughs> I was like, wait, it was like Beteke. No. Oh, Double H hates Lorente. <laughs> Is he in the Brick Academy? No, no, like, actually, I think, yeah, no, he's supposed to be, but yeah, with that, he, I think he gets a suspension. After that's a double, so no, the hell no, am I allow him to leave the Brook Academy? Up, but I'll, I'll put him in the in the in the suspension category because yeah, look, two goals. What can I say? Two goals in the ninety first and ninety third minute. Yeah, that is wow, madness, man. Wow, they scored four goals when he was on the pitch. <laughs> the other team scored three, so it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, that was a it was a crazy. Uh, is it me or just is set piece defending just abhorrent lately? Um, like Diego Costa scored like five goals off corners. I remember Pogba got his first goal off a set piece, and that's like the worst for me. Like I think that is the thing that would literally kill me. Drive you crazy if you're a manager because that's you practice that day in day out. That's because and also remember, if you just think about it logistically from a set piece, obviously you have time to set yourself. Mm. You are you are at a numerical advantage as a defending team. So really, there should be no um, reason why you should concede from a set piece if you're set up properly, correctly, and everybody's concentrating. So that's the worst. It's the worst way to concede if you're a manager. I can understand, like, if you get beaten by a free kick. Like, if you think of, I don't know, what was a good one lately? De Bruyne's goal against Barcelona, for instance. If your opponent scores one of those, fine. You know, like, what, what can you really do? But from a corner kick to concede like five goals in a game, like really, guys? Like, it's just it's it's kind of frustrating to watch for someone who looks at that kind of stuff. And like, do you not see that you're meant to be marking him? Is it a confusion between man marking, zonal marking? Like, are, are we practicing this anymore? Like, this is no, 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 basically you're they, getting paid five hundred thousand pounds a week, and no, look, they people in the box school, like from school. You get told that everybody has a man. If you, don't, if you don't have a man, you just make sure that you're aware of the space. But everybody has a man. And you have one guy front post, one guy back, back post. And if you don't have a man, you, are, you have to be completely aware of what is happening. And you shouldn't really concede. You shouldn't really concede. Mm. Anyway, uh, we, we're going to run out of time here. So, London Derby, Chelsea Spurs. My voice is kind of shot because of that laugh. <laughs> it feels like oddly deeper. Christian Eriksen scored an early goal. That was a very good goal, man. It was. It was a very, very good goal. No, but, but you know, like it went almost exactly as I thought it would go. Tottenham pressing really high, harassing Chelsea. Better team in the first half. They got tired. Chelsea were able to ride through because of Tottenham getting tired, and Chelsea were able to pace themselves and got the win. Do, so, do, do we see a, a chink in Chelsea's armor? Look, Daniel, I've, I said this from the start is that I don't trust Luis and Keke. I was to... just about to bring up the back three in that if a team presses them, really only David Luiz is the option for trying to break through the press, right? Mm. And being the central of the, of the three, 
suppose Courtois wants to pass to Louise. That means that that means you're going to have at least four players, Tottenham's front three, and certainly a midfielder, whether Dembele or Wanyama primarily, who would just converge on David Luiz instantly, which then creates trouble. So Courtois is going to want to pass there, which means he either has to pass to Cahill or Aspilicueta. That is going to cause trouble, especially once once a team shows how to cause trouble, the next manager will pick up on that and improve it. So you can expect uh, Pep Guardiola. Well, it's going to be a different game just because City are going to be at home. But whenever Chelsea have the ball at a goal kick situation, maybe Conte tells his team, look, just kick it deep to Costa and we can play off him. But if they keep with this playing from the back stuff, teams are just going to flood people forward and make Cahill or Aspilicueta star offense, which is going to create transitional opportunity. I mean, I mean then an option is you could, you could allow Kante to be a lot deeper. And or it, play Fabregas. Look, Fabregas, no, Dan, Dan no, no. <laughs> Why do you guys hate Fabregas so much? I don't understand. Look, has Fabregas been involved in this um Revolution that Chelsea have had. No, he hasn't. Okay. Listen, 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 listen. So you can't. Conte, if it ain't broke, Conte, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Conte and Matic can play with leads. It's what I'm. It's what I've noticed. If you look over the six games, Chelsea either scored early or first. Primarily both. They scored both early and first. But in some games, they just scored first. If you give Conte and Matic the opportunity to sit back and break up play, counter, get the ball to Pedro, Willian, Hazard, Costa, whomever's up there. It works. If they go down, though, you're asking Matic and Conte to become offensive players almost, the link between the back five and <clears throat> and the attacking three and maybe even the wingbacks if they get high. So I kind of see that as a problem where Chelsea are going to be stifled by whoever scores first. And they come on, Pedro's goal, while brilliant, it was luck. It was one of the first few shots that Chelsea had, and it was magnificent. Mm. But you, you can't expect a, a game-changing goal just before halftime like that every no, time. No, but I still feel that even if Pedro hadn't had scored that, Tottenham would just get tired. And Chelsea were going into the game. Because, again, the thing about the whole pressing thing, yeah, it's all nice and good. And this is what always happens to Pep's teams. If you notice with almost all of Pep's teams, they sort of get a bit slower mm. towards like the 70th, 75th minutes, which allows teams to really get back into the game because they get tired. So Pep's teams start off really well and they'll probably blitz you by one or two goals. But by the 70th and 75th minutes, they, they start to concede more counterattacks and they start to like lose their way in the game. So the thing about the like every tactic has and the button and the disadvantage is that yes, if you press, yeah, it's all well and good, and it's very hard to really get the ball out from defense if you're pressing. But pressing is hard because you have to run, get another guy run. So it is very gritting on you. And 90 minutes is a long time, even with a 50 minute break. 90 minutes is a long damn time. So to do that continuously for 20 to 30 minutes will wear you out. You want to you want to talk about Victor Moses quickly? I think there's two men in the match man of the match performances in a row. Yeah. So how are you feeling about your brethren, your fellow countrymen? Man, you know, your top me, five superstar. Top, no, look, top, top, top five, you know, that is... Um, the I'm part of the Red Sea. The um, Ten Commandments. But, you know, ten, look, man. 
No, no, but you know, like Moses has always been good. He has ever since I saw him, I was like, no, this guy knows how to dribble. This guy well, knows how to dribble. This guy knows how to run with the ball. This guy just has. What's the first time you saw him? Like in the unders? Oh no, because he played for unders England, didn't he? I think it was Wigan, and I think it was my brother who actually told me about man. Have you seen this guy? I was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. and then I, and then I would then saw what he was doing at Wigan. I was like, oh man, who the hell is this guy? And I was like, oh, this guy is one of our own. So um. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, no, this guy has some serious skill. But you know, it's, it was it's, all raw. Say it again. And, I mean, I said this guy he had some serious skill, but it was all raw. But he needed a coach to really refine it. Because basically, I wrote about this. I wrote a blog about this on my blog, and the thing was that you look at charisma. I still believe charisma is ridiculously talented, but he never had the right coach to refine his talents. Mm-hmm. Give charisma the right coach. Charisma is the best player in in Portugal. Easily. Um, Possibly in uh, Europe? Hmm? Possibly in Europe? Oh, not just yeah. Portugal? I mean, Charisma is one of the most naturally gifted footballers this, some in of the, the last 15 years. So this, some of the stuff this guy has done is outrageous. Because remember, Ronaldinho. Look hmm. at some of the stuff he's done, but Ronaldinho had the right manager who was able to take all that incredible talent and refine it. Do you know Karen what? You know, just never had that coach. I feel like Ronaldinho had the can't go back mentality. Like, How do you... like I don't want to go back to wherever I'm from. So I need to work. E- even though I'm naturally gifted, mm. I just want to work. And also, you can tell he loves football at the same time. You, I kind of, you, you know how you say Balotelli, he doesn't realize that football is a job. He just does it because he's good at it. I kind of oh, yeah. feel like I've kinda, I feel like charisma has the same attitude. Like I'm just so naturally good at it. I don't necessarily have to work as hard as I need to. And he might not even have the love for the game that a guy like Ronaldinho has. So it makes it you know twice as difficult to get the best from him. And if you did, I mean, he he's clearly better than Ronaldo. If you go like maximize each of your talents to like a hundred out of a hundred, yeah. and which footballer would you rather have on your team? Probably charisma is what I mean. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Cristiano's goal scoring is amazing, but as far as everything, charisma just gives you more. He gives mm-hmm. you goals, he gives you assists, he gives you passing, he gives you dribbling. So he gives you a lot more than what Cristiano gives you overall. Mm. I can see. So, how, I can see some people are going to be mad. What do you mean? <laughs> just go on YouTube and watch like charisma's highlights and think if he applied himself. Oh. <laughs> Like I remember, he played for Chelsea on loan once, and I was like, "This guy's really good." But he's oh yeah, not, he's and, just, and and Barcelona. I don't know what's wrong. Yeah, it was just like I don't. What's not clicking? And maybe I was too young to like have a nuanced, complicated thought structure around it. But yeah, it's just you just have to apply yourself, even if you're talented. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. That kind of thing. Anyway, what are we talking about? Moses and what about the transition to Man City Chelsea? Yeah, uh, so you want to talk quickly about El Cachico? Um <laughs> Barcelona, man. Um, no, no, no. That's El Clasico. I meant oh, El, El, Cash- El Cash. as in Mula. El Cachico between... Wait, 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 but, wait, wait. Well, Barcelona and Real Madrid are, are richer than both City and Chelsea. Yeah, but like they, they get the uh, the Cachico name because of the relatively... Not even relatively. The lucrative takeovers that they've had. Uh, within um, the past 10 well, years. Um, for El, El Cachico, um, <laughs> I'm still sticking with a 1-1. Mm, yeah, it's at the Etihad, which makes me yeah. question whether City, whether Chelsea are going to be able to continue their winning streak. 
I think it's going to be pretty. Because I mean, when, okay, if you want to look at it tactically, you know, I could see a two-one city. I still see a one-one. I mean, two-one is definitely possible, but I just see that first of all, City. I know that City they will definitely try and press them, mm-hmm. and they will try and really and press from the front. Because I think what people realize is that no, Tottenham really tested. Because I think when Tottenham and Man City played. You could see those are two very similar teams. Yeah. And these guys are bringing that kind of La Liga Spanish mentality. And I really worry, because which is what we just discussed before, I really worry when you press that back three that Chelsea have. Because mm. which is why I've always said, and I will still say that Chelsea need Koulibaly in January. Or just, you know? okay, can we get Zuma in? I mean, I know it's, it's Zuma, early, no, no, and, and, and I, I don't want to risk him. Koulibaly and Luis. I think an ideal back three. Kulibali, Zuma, Luis. Yeah, tall, physical, athletic. You have and enough a ball playing talent in there. Because because Kulibali is excellent on the ball. Excellent on the ball. Mm. Um, and I mean, if you ever watch the way Zuma passes, I mean it's it's kind of funny to me. But uh it's very precise. He takes care of the ball when he passes. Yeah. Which is which makes me feel good when he's in possession. Even when you you know, compare him with someone like John Terry who he used to play with, or certainly Cahill. So I would like to see him back, but I don't want to risk him just for this season. Like, be careful <laughs> with the young man <laughs> because he's our he's our center back for the next ten years if we play it right. So, but yeah, um, I could definitely see the likes of Aguero, Sterling, maybe Nolito giving that back three a lot of problems. Yeah, I think you know, Sterling is going to be a the De Bruyne and Sterling will be a real problem because that is speed. Mm-hmm. They will stretch the the play. I want to now stretch the play. That is where that three-man defense really needs to think long and hard as to when do we go wide, when do we bunch up, when do we try and go one on one. Also, what happens is when you have a team like City or just maybe just a Guardiola coach team is a, is a better way to put it. They're going to have a lot of the ball. They're probably going to have sixty percent mm. possession, which is going to mean Moses and Alonso are going to be asked to defend far more than they've ever had to before. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Pep will want to. Restrict Moses and Alonso really getting up as much as possible. Yeah, they, they are the they are the key to Chelsea's success so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are no, those no, wing backs? And, are, but, and but, but remember, if you think about it, Juventus, Asimola, Lichtsteiner, very important. Italy, Andreva, Giacarini, very important. In Conte's system, those flank players are literally the key to how they operate in games offense of, offensively. Right. And also, um, if, if you can collapse the wingbacks and just make them fullbacks, essentially, and then hmm. you have a centre-back, or not a centre-back, a central midfield partnership of Conte and Matic, whose natural inclination is to be more defensive, you're, that's basically a back seven, <laughs> which strands Pedro, Hazard, and Costa up, hmm. up the end of the pitch. So how do you transition from defence to offense without the wing backs pushed high but, but and, and and a central midfielder whose first thought is defense. But I think that is where Kante is key mm. because the way um, Kante has been using Kante is I want you to be much more of a ball distributing central midfielder mm-hmm. than the kind of box-to-box hard work that you were at Leicester. And with Man City, remember, every tactic has... It's disadvantage. Yes, City, they keep the ball. They're very forward. But the weak points, the soft jelly of Pep's 
situation is that they're, they always, they're always very thin on the back. Mm-hmm. And John Stones is nice on the ball. The boy is a very, very unstable defender. <laughs> so for Chelsea, they have to realize that they, that you can create a chance in two or three passes. Mm-hmm. The right direct ball to Hazard, the right through ball to Hazard, the right ball over the, the top that is well-placed will cause City issues and problems because they will be light at the back. So I think that's what I said on Chelsea have will should have chance. Because look, if Southampton, Everton, all these riffraff teams have had chance and created issues for City, Chelsea with better players should be able to do the same as well. And Chelsea yeah, see, is a possession-based team. Yeah, so I, I, you know I would I mean? say it's a it's a it's a matter of of matchups though. If City can have enough possession to collapse the fullbacks and make the midfielders more defensive, mm. I could see how the game. And, you know, Chelsea have a decent defensive record. So I could see easily a, a nil-nil or a one-nil maybe on a mistake or set piece that we just mentioned or something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but then again, you have the flair and attacking talent of guys like De Bruyne, Hazard, Pedro. Sterling even looks fairly decent at the moment. So... I'm hard-pressed to say there won't be goals, which is why I'm probably leaning 2-1 City, but I could just see how this just plays out into one of those weird Premier League tactical battles that just ends nil-nil, you know? Hmm. I don't see this being 0-0. Like, when last did Man City fail to... Well, okay, yeah, they failed to score against Tottenham when they lost 2-0, but that was away. Mm. I, I, I just don't see City not scoring at the Etihad. Like, I think the range of possibilities, like, best possible result is, like, a 2-1 City. I don't see Chelsea winning. So, a 1-1 would probably be in their best interest. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 1-1, 1-1, 1-1. But, you know, if, if, uh, if Chelsea score, or not, if City score first, and that makes, you know, Chelsea kind of come under their shell, you might get 2-2. Three two, you might get an uh, an exciting game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I because it's the Premiership. I think this will be an exciting game, and because it's first, <laughs> it's second, Wait no, no, it's not first, be third, rather. rather. Um, uh, I don't think that it will really be intense. Do City don't have a League Cup tie this week, do they? No, 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 no. no I don't think this is this week. They no, no, no. They they lost to uh, they lost to Manchester United. Oh yeah, 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 and Chelsea lost to West Ham, so so they're both good. So yeah, you should see fairly decent, like the best first teams from each. Oh, oh so the league cup is, is this week? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think Arsenal play Southampton. United play Newcastle. Newcastle, Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. So. That uh, that slight preview. We have two more things to get to, maybe three, depending. Um, El Clasico, Barcelona, Real Madrid. Yo, if Madrid win this and they go nine points clear, well, well, can, to, to, can to, Barcelona to, catch them? Well, according to Jujiman, um, the La Liga won't allow it. So, does it mean? like like a conspiracy theory? Yeah, because conspiracy to not allow. It's literally be like a 15 points gap between Madrid and Barcelona before January. No, so La Liga wouldn't want a runaway league that yeah, way yeah. that keeps interest. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I, Real Madrid should beat Barcelona. They really should. 
The Boss. game is where? Newcamp. What are you thinking? Like a 2-2 draw? Because um, I just look at that personality and I look at how so they just opened them up. <laughs> you know, I'm you know I'm I'm going to see that sounds funny, but they have a pretty decent team, by the way. Like let's not it's not front. Like Carlos Vela is a Carlos Vela is, is is money man. I know that's William Ho Jose, whatever his name mm. is. Can you imagine they had Vela and Griezmann at one point? Oh wow, yeah. And last season they were managed by Moyes. <laughs> Am I right or wrong in that? <laughs> they were certainly they were managed by David Moyes at one point. I think I'm, I I I think this could be two one Real. You know, I, th- I think it could be two one to Real. I don't know. Because Barcelona, there's just something about them that they just don't. They're they're just not on it at the moment. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not on it, man. And if the three, like, how many times must Messi keep bailing you out? Because I think the cannibal is going through a rut right now. Neymar again. People don't want to allow him the freedom he needs, and it's too much for Messi to handle. So. But, but as I say that, who knows? Because of those three guys, they could just explode and just win this like 3-0. <laughs> and then completely change the La Liga then Tommy. They'll have the momentum and then Real will then lose their next three games and boom, now Barcelona on top of the table. So these games are always like, remember, these games are always like sort of turning points. Mm. So if Barcelona win and they win big convincingly, they will 400% they will have the momentum. If Real win, you see, if Real wins 2-1, okay, nine points, I say, if Real go and deliver like a lubrication or something, then I think that could be like a killer blow for, for Barcelona. So it's the manner in which they win that could determine the, the, the title. Hmm. So, just quickly, there's a question here. Um, there's, actually, there's actually two questions, three questions that are Ooh. kind of closely related. So maybe we can get them out of the way now. Hmm. Sharon tweets as if Enrique does get the sack in his third year, who do you think is the right manager to replace him? And he connects that with, is Barcelona domination coming to an end? And if yes, who is the likely team to dominate European football for years to come? And connected to that question is one from Football God, who asks, do you think Zidane can build a dynasty with Madrid? Um, well, for me, as, as, as for the quest, first question, I, would, I think Michael Laudrup. I, I was thinking Pochettino. You can't tell um, me that Tottenham is going to be his final destination. Like, I'm not sure whether Pochettino's style works for Barcelona. You know, why wouldn't it? Barcelona have is is that what they need? Like some direction? No, but I mean, I just think that you know, remember, like a loud drop. He played for for Barcelona. He understands the Barcelona side. They don't need more help offensively, do they? They need someone who's a bit more tactical. And I don't think Lounger, based on what I saw at Swansea City, is the most tactical manager. No, oh, the, boys, the boys got some tactics. No, Swansea had some tactics, man. And I think his game, his, his tactics was much more of a passing game. Mm-hmm. Pochettino is a lot more attacking and a lot more offensive. Yeah, but also I was thinking, like, he's Argentinian, so is Messi. So maybe they could get on that way. Martino? Gerardo Martino? How did that work out? Are we going to compare Martino and, and Pochettino? Yes, we are. Well, you can have that conversation in your spare time, but I'm not going to waste my time. Well, I'm not, <laughs> I will have it in my spare time. Yeah, yeah so I, that, my, my first thought would be Ponch. Tottenham fans wouldn't like that, but... I mean, would, would Pochettino go to Barcelona? I mean... Of course he would. Not, there isn't one manager who wouldn't want to go to Barcelona, except maybe like Moise. Mourinho. 
<laughs> He's the only one. So and I, I, don't, I don't think Barcelona would actually have wanted to have him. So if if I was the chairman or president of Barcelona, that's what I'd go for. Also, is Barcelona's domination coming to an end? Um, I think that ended a while ago. If I'm being yeah, honest, no, I, 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 I don't think there's a standout. It's it's I mean it's officially over once Messi Messi leaves. I think with Messi, he's getting like, I think, wait, how old is he now? Like 29? Yep. Somewhere around there. So, yeah, man, I mean, how long can you really expect the Argentina Hobbits to really be doing his, his thing, you know? So Yeah, so which, which team, who's the likely team to dominate European football for years to come? That's an interesting one. Um, that's, that's kind of hard to tell because, you know, players are going to change out. You know what I mean? It's hard because I mean you you could say potentially Real Madrid, but then you Bayern, I mean, right? Lewandowski's well, 27, 28. But but look at the issues. can't be that much older. Sanchez. Look at, issues, look at the issues Ancelotti's having with them now. So mm, yeah, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think of a young, talented team. Uh, Madrid, not really, right? Cristiano's older than Messi is. Yeah, Bale's young though. Morata. Morata, yep. You still got Morata. Modric can't Rich be that. Is, is still like, like, it's still like it's like it's 20s rich. Yeah. Kroos. Yeah. Seven, somewhere around there probably. So maybe maybe it switches to Madrid. Um, Juventus feels like... Eh, no. no. And is there any team in the Premier League that could... <laughs> Chelsea? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, Chelsea are fairly young. Hazard's 25. Well, let them get... Costa's 28, 29. Let's first get into Europe before we can even say anything about that, really. Um, so, where else do we want to go? Are Mourinho and Ancelotti starting to decline looking at present results in their respective clubs? Give us the end of the season because I think it's, it's too... March to leap in, so okay, they're now starting to, to decline. What like. Let's just see. Mourinho how... is a definite yes. I don't know about Ancelotti. Okay, but for Mourinho, okay, okay, let's just give it to the end of the season for Mourinho. Come on, I like. I mean, come on. We, 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 Did we you owe... not see what happened last season at Chelsea? We owe him that. We owe him till the end of the season. Please, I beg if you. He makes it, if he makes it. Thank All you. right, from Mohammed. Why did Pogba leave Juventus? Is it A, to dab with Lingard? B, the weather? <laughs> C, money is good. D, all of the above. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> yeah, it's just bad with Lingard. Pogba will forever regret his decision leaving Juventus, man. I don't think so. I think he'll he'll come into his own sooner rather than later. Nah, um, all right, so from Abdul, your favorite type of footballers. For example, I love classic number 10s like Zidane and Raquel May that operate all over the pitch. Hmm. My favorite type of footballers for me, I think, because basically, because I think I grew up playing central mid midfield, you know. So hmm. I always look at central midfielders. So guys like Okocha, um, Pielo, really those guys who really Raquel me, people who really sat in that central midfield and really controlled the football match from the central midfield position have always been my favorite kind of players. So I like goalkeepers. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like I used to be, I used to keep it better. So I think keepers have the How most. How tall are you, Double H? Uh, I think six two. Oh, me too. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, yeah. So I'm always just like, uh, you, you know, when you look at the boss score and you see like who's who's as tall as me, 
who's as maybe who weighs as much as I do, that kind of stuff. Like yeah. who's as old as me, stuff like that. Yeah, so I always look at people who are like six two, six three. I'm like, yeah, that would have been me. And a lot of times they're goalkeepers. So guys like uh, I don't know, Casillas, Czech. Casillas um, is short, man. I know. I'm just talking goalkeepers that I look to, like so Casillas, Czech. I mean, no, but, but the, the thing was that those that's, that, that's what that's my favorite position. But if you ask me, like, yeah. who, who are my favorite players? Yeah. Then goal scorers: Jimmy Floyd, Hasselbank, Didier Drogba, yeah. Nicholas Anelka. Those guys. No, but but um, you know, Ian Wright, my, of course, Ian Wright is one of my favorite players. But my thing is that I never, I I always hated strikers because I always thought that wait a minute, you just stand there and you just <laughs> how, how boring is that? But then came a guy called Ronaldo, mm. which is why Ronaldo completely redefined the position because before Ronaldo, a striker was literally a guy who just finished and that was it. But here comes this kid who this kid can dribble, this kid can pass. This kid has control of the ball. This guy can run with the ball. This guy has an amazing footballing brain. He can be on the wing. So he completely changed what it's meant to be that striker, which is why it was so revolutionary. And, and he was such a he was, he was a phenomenon. So it's like I always put Ronaldo in a special place because of how he just changed how you viewed a position which seemed very one-dimensional before he came around. So are, are you are you a fan of more hard workers or people that make the game look easy? I think... Do you, do you know what I mean? It's like the difference between Alexis Sanchez and Mesut Ozil, for instance. I always prefer an Alexis Sanchez. See, like, I, I, I don't mm-hmm. think I do. I think I prefer people who make the game look like anybody can do this, but, no, 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 down, you, but, but deep down you know they can't. Like Zidane, he was so effortless. No, so I respect... Like, why can't other people do this? But then I in the back of your mind, nobody else can I, do that. But I respect people who... Um, they have the skill. I, and people who just walk, basically like James Milner, he works very hard. But, it's, <laughs> but people who work hard and are very good, they're my favorite players. So someone like Alexis Sanchez is like, first of all, he's amazingly talented, but even with his talent, he still puts so much effort in. And that for me, just really, really just makes me extremely um, respectful of him. You know, mm-hmm. so... All right, so we have a couple of questions left. I don't think we're going to answer one of these, but is it possible that United don't get Champions League football next season? Or it, it is a possibility that I are United. I don't know what you meant to say, but I'll just paraphrase your question. Is it, It's possible United won't get Champions League football next season if they don't get Champions League football next year. Could Pogba and De Gea force a move? For Pogba, no. Because yeah. because you just got there and they're already trying to make him the face of the Adidas yeah. brand, which is connected to United. So there's no way he's going to leave. But De Gea, who's already been, who was a what a fax machine clerical <laughs> error away from being at Madrid, uh, maybe. But then again, they have Kayla Navas, who's you know. Wait, wait, so, wait, 10, so do you think they will make top four then? Yes or no? I need the answer. <sighs> And don't give me like a maybe wiffy wiffy woffy answer. <laughs> don't give you a writer's answer. Yeah. Um, Chelsea are in my top four. City are in my top four. Got to put Arsenal in there now, even though I didn't think they the, would the, be. Divine rights, divine rights, divine rights. So who's getting that last spot? Liverpool, United, Spurs. I don't think they're going to get in. No. <laughs> because I'd, I'd edge it to either one of Spurs or Liverpool at the moment. So I don't think they're going to get Champions League football unless they win the Europa League, which is not out of the realm of possibility. 
And not is is Mourinho prioritizing Europa League by playing Daniel? They're not winning. He'll be very stupid if he is because the first span they couldn't. If you can't beat Fenerbahce away, the first real team you come up against, you're going to get clapped. You're going to get clapped. Well, Sevilla is out because they're going to qualify lucky, for the round yeah, of sixteen. Very so lucky. Very lucky. Yeah. There, there will be a new winner. <laughs> but who's who's in the Europa League from Spain? Like Villarreal, teams like that. I think so. I think it's Villarreal. I mean, maybe I think Valencia might be in there. I mean, Villarreal like the the yellow submarine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird name. <laughs> maybe it's because maybe. of um, it's because of the Beatles. Oh, I was about to say maybe they're on like a port or a naval base. I don't know. Uh, Spanish I, I think it, um, there's a Beatles song called Yellow Submarine or something like that. I think. I don't know any really Beatles songs. Yeah, look, we maybe need them. Overrated. <laughs> you think? Yep. Yo, what's crazy is I think the Beatles. I, I would know more about the Beatles if they allowed their music to be sampled, like in hip hop. Oh yeah. They, they. I don't. They, I don't think they let people like uh, use their music. Well, Michael Jackson did. Like, yeah. So. Come together. That's why, that's why Michael Jackson got killed. You know, I heard that's part of the reason, because he owned the Beatles catalog. Oh snap. Well, <laughs> you heard this? Of course, you've heard. You're a Michael Jackson fan. You should know about the whole thing, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. He, he owned he owned half of Sony's publishing. Yeah, and which like means he got stuff and everything. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which means yeah. basically every record that Sony sold, he got a cut, and then he owned the Beatles catalog. And then when he died, Sony bought it back. <laughs> wow. Which uh, has the conspiracy theories or theorists uh, has them going, but uh, so. I think we've been going for a little bit over an hour. So you want to talk about this child abuse thing or you want to leave it? Because I kind of want to talk about it just a little bit. Okay, no, let's, let's go in. Let's, let's, let's go in. All right, so there was breaking news. I don't know if it's necessarily breaking news because it's been going on for... It seems like a long time, but... The past few days. It's been in the past few days. Yeah. Um, there was a story about footballers from like young ages who have been being abused by coaches and um, and it's just now coming to light. And my, my thinking about it isn't necessarily, oh my God, this is what goes on in football and this is something that needs to be stamped out. That's an obvious conclusion to something when you hear news like this. My, my problem is, doesn't this seem like something that happens all too frequently just where you get congregations, and I don't use that word by mistake, of young men? And you put them with older men, you understand what I mean? You, you see the thing that happens in the Catholic Church, or football programs, or youth clubs, or schools, and things like this. Are there enough protections for young men, or just young boys, I guess, to be protected from people who are in positions of power? Is that, is that the stuff you get like in churches as well, with, with, with the priests? I think definitely with older people... It just people... seems like a problem. That's bigger than football. You can't just, oh, if we get rid of it in football, the problem's gone. No, because that kid might go to church and find someone there. That kid might go to a... Not just a football game. It will always happen with older people, younger kids. And this, older, and this you're put in a, a institution which is far away from like a city place. So it's in like in a countryside or somewhere far away. You, you, those older guys will, 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 will do some heinous shit, you know, so... It's, I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, at the BBC, and the FA are doing an internal review 
and it's going to look at what officials and clubs knew and when they knew it. And it says FIFA was monitoring the situation closely. I don't know if I want this in the hands of FIFA. It's not what, a joke. Like it's, I'm, not, I'm not making it. It's not a laughing matter to me because it's it's something serious, and like you, I can laugh and joke about Gerard all I want. But I don't. I don't think. Wait, wait, but why not FIFA though? Because if if anything is damning, wouldn't they go out of their way to make sure it doesn't meet the light? Because it it would reflect bad on them. The same with the FA. No, no, but I so think you, that. You, you need independent people to come in that have no connection to football. That have no relation to. You know anybody who's in a position of power that can make it look bad and have them conduct the investigation. No, no, no. But I think that's under this. Basically, the key thing of why it should be FIFA, and I think why FIFA will do everything. This, their new president, I forgot what, what his name is. Infantino. Infantino. Yeah, yeah, in Infantino. Yeah. So for Infantino, this could be the thing which sets you apart from blacks because when, when people still don't believe in FIFA, like, 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 like you, like me, we still don't full have trust in them. But if Infantino says, I'm going to take upon this case, fully investigate it, and really starts punishing, indicting, and bringing stuff into the light, if that happens, FIFA's perception cha- changes completely. Mm. They change com- completely. So which is why it is good for it to happen, because if you now give it to FIFA, and nothing really comes to and say, oh, no, we didn't really find anything, then people will be like, nah, man, you guys haven't changed. Mm. And remember, we're living in the world of the internet. And because of the world of the incidents and how you can find that information, people can know stuff. Mm-hmm. People can come to light. Hacking exists, okay? Yeah. Anybody can, can hack. So, you know, I think that for FIFA, as the footballing body, you have to take this up. You, are, you have to. Mm. Because, because it, it, cause again, what, then what's the, the point of you being, being around? That's true. So... Yeah, if you're not going to do this, what, what is your fucking point? Then, then, then you're irrelevant, you know? Right. You, yeah. you know, you know what also worries me is that there was there was a case in the United States with it was a coach. His name was Joe Paterno. Yep, um, I, I heard about that. Yep. Okay, yeah, and he was the most all-time winningest coach in college football, I think. Or mm-hmm. if if he wasn't, he was a few wins away. And he had a coach that was under him. Um, and I don't want to shout out his name because he doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And he had this this thing where he would go into it was just basically a boys program and he, he was a football coach and he would just coach them mm-hmm. and he was sexually molesting kids. And what, what, what worries me is that in, in that particular case, it seems as if Joe Paterno knew what was going on. Yeah. That's yeah, That's the main and, thing. And, and he, just allowed and, it. he didn't want, based on the institution that he was part of, he didn't want that to come to light. So, right. Knew what was happening, but based on who he was, what his standing was, they were able to keep everything quiet, and people were afraid to even say anything based right. on the kind of influence he had. Right, right. Because if he says, oh, "I have a child molester on my coaching staff for the past ten years, or however long," that's going to reflect poorly on him. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, so he yeah. went out of his way not to, or he—I don't know if he went out of his way. I just think he didn't either take it seriously enough, or was just he knew about it but didn't want to. St- like get his program or himself in any trouble. And what I worry is that what if if people know what was going on, right, and they mm. didn't say anything, that makes it a bigger problem than just one name of some weird coach, some sick, demented coach is maybe a better way to put it, who was uh, abusing children. And then on top of that, suppose somebody knew, 
but didn't want others to know what was going on in their organization, so they fire a scout, they fire a coach, and then he just goes into another place and does the same thing. It's 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 where it's why people say being silent is just as bad as yeah. as, as doing the crime yourself. Because if yeah. you don't say anything, even if, if you know, you're yeah. placing other people in in harm's way. Mm. Which is another worry I have. So how many people are out here that have have that have done this stuff, and have just been shipped around from place to place? The same thing happened with the Catholic Church, you know, where priests would do things with children, and then the Catholic Church didn't want them you know, in the same place. So they would just move a priest from, let's say, Florida to California. And he right. just start doing the same shit all over again. So I, I'm not glad that this happened to the individual people, but I am glad that the news is, has come out. And that way, you know, there, there can be a conversation about, you know, what goes on in these, in these certain arenas where you give, you know, sick people a measure of control over people. And it's very sick because, you know... <sighs> It's a football coach, and what kid joins a football program that doesn't want to be a star footballer, you know? So if a coach says, you have to do this or I'm not going to start you, and a kid will just keep quiet because he wants to play or, you know, just I don't know how, to, how it works. I can't get really get into that mind frame, but you can just see all of the fucking problems with it. And uh, apparently there's a hotline. So, I mean, I don't know how many people out there would have gone through that, but if you're listening to this or you just catch it somehow and – it's happened to you. I'm sure there's a number that you can find on the internet. Make sure you call somebody up and and report your story. But oh, no, yeah, yeah, it's man. disgusting, I, man. I said, like it's it is. I've always like said that it's one of the worst crimes you can commit. You know, stuff doing that stuff to kids. It's it's one of the worst things you can do. Like it's indefensible for me. You know, because like stuff all the people. But when you now do stuff to kids, that's just that's that's that's, that's it's a line. Like no, no, that's that is the line. That is the line. That's you know, like that's just no, no. Yeah. You know, so anyway, that's a that's a shitty way to end our fucking podcast. But yeah. actually, actually, no, let's you know, let's no, I mean, let's end on a much more positive note, um, which is what something that I wanted to remind my myself on, which is what we're, when you were talking about hangouts and keeping up hangouts for an hour. I think basically, I think what it was is that you know, basically, I've as you know, you know, I do work for this TV station doing the whole sports thing, mm-hmm. um. So obviously I've been on that very heavily. So it's been quite hard for me to juggle. Is that where you work? Is that like a new job of yours? You know, like you work there part time or? No, no, no. It's literally my job. So I do it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Hence why. So I take Friday off to mm-hmm. preview the matches, Monday to review the matches, and Monday for the talking tactics. So when, so when I say I need to go to bed early because I've got work tomorrow. <laughs> so, but, but, but my thing is that I think, like, for what I've learned is that, yeah, I mean, it's definitely good what I'm doing, and I definitely enjoy it, and it's like a dream job. And hopefully, you know, touch wood that I can keep on doing it for some time. But my focus 100% is, like, the football hots and talking tactics. Because what I've learned is that I can't really express myself on there. You know, I can do it a little bit, but I can't. And I just find that I hate working for people. <laughs> I hate, and, I, and, I, and I hate having to work with, I understand. I understand. And I hate having to work with people, especially if certain people are just not really, you know, as, as in like, you know, when you don't, you don't know, you don't mesh with people. I think these people are like, you know, these guys are, you know, corporate people. Yeah. I mean, they're basically, they're like sort of very nice people, extremely nice people, but they're just like, 
the stuff like we do on Talking Tactics. Don't get fired, Double H. No, no, no. We have a state. Don't get fired. So, but you know what? Basically, you know what? I just think it's different. Like, it's very good, but it's different. As yeah. in, I can express myself a lot more on like a football hot and in Talking Tactics. And I think that stuff like this is a lot freer mm-hmm. and allows me to, and allows us to really say stuff that we want to say and just be much more out there and dynamic. But over there, since it's like a proper TV channel and TV show, there's only so much you can do within the parameters. And obviously, my time is quite constrained. So I've really got to really get as much as I can in much more less time. But the bottom line is that I just think that it is very, like stuff like football hot and talking tactics is important because stuff like this isn't out there. This mm-hmm. isn't under like a BBC and ESPN. This is this is this isn't censored. So. And which is why I always say to guys which is why I say to guys that it is very important that you share this stuff and everything. It's not really for our benefit and everything, because promote this stuff. As in, this is important to have stuff that isn't owned by a corporation, that is owned by a business, that is two guys that are talking to streets. You know, we're talking to the guys on the streets, you know, as we are we are we are men on the streets to give you that kind of man on the road kind of psychology. So mm-hmm. It is this stuff. That's why I take this topic tactics and football hot. It is. It's very serious. You know. Yeah, you will have fun and everything, but it's very serious that this stuff has to be out there and has to be put out to as many people as possible because it's different and it's you know it has that freeness that you just don't normally get out there. You know. So yeah, I mean, I was thinking because I mean, I'm as you guys probably know by this point, I write for. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, one of the bigger um, sports websites, at least in, in the United States anyway, mm. and uh, not named ESPN, although maybe one day. <laughs> and, you know, at, at first I was maybe thinking, you know, maybe we I could, you know, talk to my editor or whomever and maybe we could get, um, you know, maybe Bleacher Report to maybe sponsor us or try mm. to get us out there like that. And I sent an email and, you know, they sent something back and it wasn't, it wasn't like, uh, yes, we'll do it. It was more like, we'll think about it. And the more I thought about it, you know, I, I want people to, to listen to the podcast and by virtue of the podcast or by virtue of the half football, half football to listen to us or whatever. But it's more of a thing where I don't want the pressure of kind of that major corporation. So, mm. so, so let's say Bleach Report comes back and they're like, yeah, we want to pick you up but you can't talk about this. You can't talk about that. You can't use this word. You can't use that word. Mm. I don't want that. Like I, I want it to be just a function of two dudes from across seas or whatever, from two different places, but we have this one thing in common or maybe mm. more things in common, but football primarily. Yeah. And we, just, and we just talk real about what's going on. Uh, imagine if there was like a person, like a third person that only we could hear. Right, and they were saying, "Dude, you can't say this. You can't say this." Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't want that feeling or that kind of co- conflict. I guess so. I, I totally get your point about working in a place where you can't necessarily say everything that you want to say, but uh, or even there isn't the opportunity to say it. So I think that's why things like this are important. Especially, you know, we're just two dudes, man. <laughs> just yeah, two look, dudes we're just from different hoods, but two guys just trying to just. No, that, no for me, that's why it's. Um... Like, even for me, because, like, whenever I'm in the office, yeah, like, I just like to just, like, get into my zone. So I, I listen to, obviously, songs from rap and everything, but I also listen to the Talking Tactics episodes. <laughs> yeah, you listen back to it? Yeah, no, and I listen back. It's like Googling yourself. 
I mean, I, I, I have to listen back to it just because <laughs> I edited it. But <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I don't sit around and listen to it, you know? No, no, but I think the thing is that, like, I can't listen to myself on it, but, like, so it's, let's say if it's just, like, basically, I'd, I'd never watch my Football Hot videos back because that's just... Never? No. Nah. Wow. Like, I just, I just put it out there and that's it. Unless, unless if I'm, no, if I'm editing, then, yeah, I listen to, like, the intro, the outro <laughs> and some stuff, but normally I don't. But we're talking about this because I'm doing it with you and I'm always, re- because I, I, I play the reactionary guys, I'm always reacting to what you're saying. Right. It, it lots, it's a lot we're gonna of, have to flip that for like one episode. We're just gonna have to, but go ahead. No, no, but, but, you know what, but, no, but that's how it's to work because I like that role. Because obviously, in, in, the, in the hangouts, I play the I play your role yeah. in the hangouts because mm-hmm. I'm the guy that sets the table and not all the guys react to, to what I'm saying. But I've, obviously, in this, is that you just have the role of like you set the table and then and then I then react to the kind of food that you're setting on the table and it that just that just works so. Yeah. Whatever dynamic it is, you just have to roll with it. And I just I think that that dynamic that we have works now. But I just, you know, but I think just, just listening to it back is like, what it is is that that's why I'm trying to even share this stuff with people who are not into for football and see what. <laughs> How what, are you expecting that to work? Oh, oh, okay. I, I I think I get you. I think I get you. Like, yeah, as, as in like, if people are not into football, will they still be able to enjoy it? Because, yeah, we do go a bit deep into stuff, but we still bring in some racism. We, we bring in some humor. We bring yeah, oh, no, no. We talk about racism. We don't bring our <laughs> racism. <laughs> basically, we just talk about shit, basically. You know, we, we, just, we just talk about stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but look, man. No one listen to look, man. It's right, man. It's okay. Yeah, I may be biased, man, but I think this this thing is is right. It's popping. So the main thing is that, you know, is just to... Keep it going, but I definitely we definitely want this thing to amount to something, you know. Like we definitely that's why that's why I always say that the key thing is share, share, share. That is so important, mm. you know. And it just takes a simple click. Just press share for your Twitter, share for your Facebook, and that's it, you know. And that will do so much. If let's say we get like a hundred or two hundred views, sixty or seventy of you people, you share that thing on Facebook and Twitter, that will do huge, huge. So. Mm. Yeah, man. I, I think that's a good way to end. Just yeah, like a, a state of the union. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, speaking of which, speaking of state of the union, I recommend you watch Designated Survivor on no, Netflix. Yeah, I watch it. Whoa, you, you get it on Netflix? Yeah. It just comes on regular TV here. Oh, <laughs> so, right. Yeah, like yeah, every Wednesday at like 9 or 10. Oh, yeah, every Thursday. Netflix puts it on every Thursday. Yeah, man. So I guess is UK UK Netflix must be different than American Netflix. Probably, yeah, it might be, yeah, yeah. It's not the same thing. I wonder what they get in like Uganda then. Oh yeah, yeah. I have to talk to some cousins and see what's going on. But uh, anyway, this is Talking Tactics podcast. Thank you guys for listening. If you don't follow us on Twitter, do that. Um, Yes, sir. If if you made it to the end, like Double H said, we're not expecting you guys to give us money and all this stuff. But whatever you can do, whether it's a retweet, a share, a like. Whatever you can give us, we appreciate it and we thank you for it. Spread love, spread love, not war. <laughs> spread love, not war. Peace, man. <laughs> spread peace, man. Anyway, talking types of podcast, man. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. But we are always, always, always football. Indeed, man. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Podcast Network.